0: You're tuned in to the God Put Me Up On Game podcast. This is the podcast for winners. I'm Kristen R. Harris, your host, and I'm here to share all that good, good game. So grab your pen and pad because when God speaks, you better take notes. Remember, God puts us up on that good game because he wants us to win. All right, winners, let's huddle up and get into this week's good game. Hey winners, what's going on? Thank you guys so much for coming down to the winner circle for another dose of that. God put me up on game. I am so excited that you are here. Um, that you have chosen to come down and join us for another dose of that good, good game. As you know, you guys who have been rocking with the podcast for a while, you already know I am so grateful. It means the world to me that you are here. Um, I do not take this for granted or take it lightly. So thank you so much. Listen, I got a few pregame announcements. Number one, I don't have any new reviews to read. That means you guys need to go down to, those of you who are listening on Apple Podcasts, you need to scroll all the way down on the show and find those reviews and go and leave us a review. You know I love to hear from you. If you're not on Apple Podcasts and you can't do it that way, then Slide in the DMs, of course. This is where you can communicate with us. Slide in the DMs if you're on Instagram. If you're not, hit that inbox on Facebook. Um, I got a message on Twitter the other day and I should have had that one ready. Maybe I'll save that for the next episode, but however you need to reach me, send a a pigeon, a smoke signal, but let me know that you guys are enjoying the podcast and it is a blessing to you because that is always a blessing to me. All right. Number two, um, if you have not already, you want to sign up. We got the summer scribe cohort opening up well it's already open let me say that and um you need to register so it runs from june 28th through july 6th there are virtual options as well as in-person options for those of you who are in the chicagoland area i'm super excited about this uh we ran it last year before you know you guys know my life last year so before everything began to unravel we did our first cohort last year and It was my desire to do one every quarter, but again, life started life and so I'm excited to kick it off this year with the summer cohort. And so in this summer scribe program you can write your book in 45 days or less and i do have some success stories who did that very thing last year and so their books were published they're doing amazing things they're making appearances on shows on podcasts on radio so i would encourage you that if you have been waiting to write your book and you waiting on the sign here's your sign so um you can sign up i have the link in the show notes and um, I would love to see you there. Again, there are virtual options. So even if you are not local to the Chicago area, you can join us virtually. Last year, all we the only class we had was virtual. So this is still very effective. You won't miss a beat. This process works if you do the work, okay? So without further ado, I am super excited because this is... The first time that we have had a game changer down to the Winter Circle in a really long time. It's been a long time coming, y'all, because, you know, I just, one, I'm very protective of who I allow to come and speak down at the Winter Circle. You know, anyone can come and sit here and glean and get the good, good game, but I am very particular and then I vet everyone who comes through these doors before they come and speak before you guys, but, uh, this person, I've been knowing her pretty much all her life. And so, um, I don't really, I didn't really have to vet her, but I'm super excited. We, we've been trying to get this, this episode recorded for quite some time. So this is my cousin, my first cousin, Sharita Settles. I should have asked how you wanted to pre- uh, be introduced with your name. I don't know if she's going by Sharita Shelton Settles or just Sharita Settles, but she'll introduce herself in a moment. But this is my first cousin and she is such a dope individual who has a wealth of knowledge to share. She has so much good game. And so I am so excited to kick off our new season of Game Changers with her. So I am going to allow her to introduce herself. Sharita, welcome to the winner's circle. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited. As Kristen, we call her Chrissy. Well, they know, they know I'm Chrissy. You can, you can say Chrissy. As Chrissy has stated, um, we have been trying to get this together for Quite some time, ever since she started her podcast, you know, we've been in a lot of different other endeavors that she's had together. I can't even name them all. So, um, but as she stated, my name is Sherita Shelton-Settles. I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. I'm also a wedding officiant. I specialize in premarital couples counseling and sex therapy. Um, I also see individuals in that sex therapy space as well. So sometimes the ladies come to me as individuals, um, just having some concerns or just change of life problems. So um, I'm really big on helping people navigate through life. I believe in and in this country. And at the end of the day, the the healing doesn't have to be quite so heavy, so. I'm really excited about just um, this process. I am also a speaker. I have done international speaking gigs. I've done local Ooh, speakers, international speaker. Come, Come on alert, here, on here. Alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do podcasts. I do couples workshops, retreats, any of those things. So, if any of you have anything out there you're like you know what i need a therapist so i need somebody to come speak at my event feel free to get with chrissy and she will link you with me and i'll give my information at the end all right well listen you already heard she does a plethora of things um especially in that mental health space but today as you guys can already see by the the podcast title this episode title we're talking about sex so listen I, I specifically um, entitled it that so that you could already know what we were talking about. So you could put the kids out the room. I know a lot of you listen with your children. Hey, well, you may not want to put them out the room. Just depends on how you parent. But I just want to put out that disclaimer because today's show. But Sherita says put them out because she says she's coming with the real and the raw. No pun intended today. Okay, so she is coming with it. So you may want to put them out. This show today is for um, the grown, and I got to say, it's for the married people, okay? So y'all already know, this is where God puts us up on game. So if we're doing things the way God desires, then you, you're supposed to be married. Now, you can listen, and you can put this in your back pocket, but don't you dare, when when God is uh, talking to you and convicting you about what you did, don't you say, because Kristen and Sharita said at the Winner Circle, that this is what, yeah, well, you save it for later. OK, if you're not on the merry side. But anyway, I am so excited because I want to get right into this conversation. Um, but before we get into the nitty gritty, I just want to know, Sharita, how did you, you know, settle on this as your life's purpose, as your life's journey? Like, tell us a little bit about your process. Oh, yes. So I will say, I feel like God placed purpose in me <laughs> a long, long time ago. I always tell people I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have known what it is that I wanted to do pretty much my whole life. You know, um, people always came to me about their problems and relationships. I'm like, I'm in seventh grade. I don't know. But <laughs> somehow, people always tell me. Um, And I really enjoy helping people. I really enjoy um, being in that mental health space. Um, I had some trauma that occurred younger in life. And so I actually feel like I was very fortunate to have parents that were willing to send me to therapy, you know, back in the 80s, early 90s when that was really something. That's huge. That's huge. That was huge. That was really something that was not going on. So I was exposed to how helpful it can be to kind of, you know push you through that process. Um and I also recognize i honestly the importance of the continued maintenance of that. So even though when some of those things happen, I did go to therapy, I was so young, I wish that I would have recognized that, you know, you benefit from continuing to do that. Um, and as far as the space that I got in, everybody says, Well, how do you get in sex therapy? Well, um, when I was looking at helping and working with couples and things of that nature, when I was looking at some of the um, biggest factors when it comes to marriage and reasons for divorce, and sex was number two um, right under finances at the time, and it's still very high, um, it was just eye opening for me. And a lot of times people would refer clients out to like uh, another person. They would say, okay, well, you guys are having sex issues refer you to a sex therapist and I'm like well I can just do all of that like I feel very comfortable I feel very um, open and speaking about those things because if we're going to be in a marriage we really need to talk about that and I also um, recognize that Christians were getting divorced at a slightly it was ever so slightly higher rate than non-Christians and sex was still a high on that list and I feel like in this space in this community we don't talk a whole lot about that, um, which I'm trying to change. Mm Um, so, um, that's one of the things that I would like to do too. I think we have a lot of great marriage ministries and marriage retreats, but we don't always bring in professionals to talk. We talk about finances and how to raise children and communication and all those date nights and cute things. Um, but we don't always talk about how a lack of sex life or whatever can affect the marriage. Um, I also want to be very clear that I call myself an intimacy enthusiast. And I say that because um, I really believe in integrating intimacy. And that's something that's really important to me. It's not just the sexual space, you can be intimate with your partner in non-penetrative ways, right? When we think about sex, we really think about it in one particular way. And I understand that. But intimacy is a very broad way um, that you can be connected to your partner. So um I heard you mention earlier, Chris, you know, life was life in last year. And it's things that happen that take us kind of out of the game in terms of sexually. But that doesn't mean that we can't still be intimate with our partner, that we can't connect on different levels. So I think that, um, when people reach some of those rough patches, they're looking just for sex and really the mind is where it begins. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. especially for women. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. For women. When we have all those other things going on, it's like, I ain't listening, sir. Um, no, thank you. I'm trying to put these kids to bed and do this and do that. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, I just think it's very important to recognize that um, I'm not just about sex. I am also very much about intimacy and how to incorporate that within your marriage. That's good. That's good. So you said so much that I want to unpack. One, I want to go to this communication piece. Like, Why is it so hard? This is really a twofold question. Why is it so hard for us to have the the conversations in church, because I you did mention that, like, you know, churches, we'll talk about all the things, but that sex, that's very taboo. And then, too, mm-hmm. why is it so hard for us to communicate, even in a marriage, as a husband and wife, why are there not being conversations around this sex thing if there are issues, if if mm-hmm. the marriage is sexless, if you're doing something that I don't like, why is this hard for us to communicate? Okay, so yes, it is twofold. I'll start with the church and then we'll go into the communication. So, I mean, I think like anybody when it comes to church, we tend to believe that there are just certain things that don't need to be brought up or certain things that don't need to be talked about. And that's not even just in the church, that's just in our community a lot of times in general. And I think that it's important to recognize that those things that we do not talk about, you can't. You can't fix something that you haven't faced, right? And so you cannot expect the people of your church to really you know, know how to do things. When you say, how do I communicate? How do I talk about it? Who taught you? Who showed you how to talk about th- knowing your wants and your needs? And so I think with the church, it was such an abstinence standpoint for so long, which is great. But once you transition over to the married side, It's like, let's be honest, if we're saying that anything should be able to go within this confines of marriage, why are we not adhering to that? Why are we shying away from that or, you know, not really being true to that or at least talking about it? So I think that honestly, your question, the answer is similar in that we don't talk about it with our spouses because we never talked about it growing up or we never learned how to speak about it. So even those people who did grow up in church, it's like, yeah, we went to a whole lot of church, but we never talked about, you know, what that looks like once you get married. And so when you tell somebody for so long, abstain, abstain, wait till you get married, do not fornicate or whatever you say, or your beliefs are, that's fine. But then when you you decide to take the next step, where do I begin with that? How do I, transition from being this person who's never had sex or decided to be celibate or whatever your journey was, no judgment here, uh, (laughs) whatever your journey was, you may not have the tools to be able to navigate how to really have those conversations um, about that. And that's why I think that it's just really, really important to start incorporating that into those marriage ministries and know you know couples conversations and things like that within the church so that they have a healthy way um they're not looking to you know the secular world of social media all these other things to teach them how to communicate about um god's intended way so yeah that's good um, You, oh yeah I'm sorry yeah so i you know what i was thinking as you were talking You know, it reminds me just even of my conversations. You know, I have three girls, you know, the world probably knows that as well. And so I do have, I have two teenagers, one that's 17, she's on the brink of adulthood. And so Thankfully, praise the Lord, my my babies are still um, virgins. You know they're doing much better than I was, so you know, I'm just gonna throw that out there. As as Sharita said, look, we're not judging your judging your journey. Okay, we all got our own journeys, and I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about my journey. Y'all know I'm an open book, so I don't mind sharing. But um, you know, I try to have conversations with them. You know, I I, I want them to to honor themselves, honor God, and 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 do something break a generational curse that that I wasn't able to to uphold you know and and really gift that their, their virginity to their husband, and it's my prayer that, that he can come in and do doing the same. But I try to make sure that I have a conversation with them on the flip side that baby sex is good, okay? This is great because, like you said, what happens is we, we begin to build these unhealthy mindsets around sex when it's just abstain, abstain, abstain. It becomes almost this horrible thing like oh my god you know that's that's nasty I don't want to do it but sex is beautiful and yeah. and and God put these parameters in place for a reason and when I think about you know soul ties that I created and, and, and things that I did outside of the confines of marriage, I begin to understand why these parameters are in place. You know, we don't ever understand boundaries until we cross them. And then we're like, Oh, you know, now I get it. But I try to make sure with my daughters that I'm like, you know, sex is great. Sex is enjoyable. It's a beautiful thing that God has gifted us, but he has put these parameters in place. So I don't want you to grow up feeling like, oh my God, this is, this is gross. This is nasty. I don't ever want to do it. Why would anybody do that? No, this is just something that you, you look forward to when, when you're Mm -hmm. in that space that it was Mm -hmm. ordained for. So I appreciate you in saying that. And even to my point about, you know, just our journeys, I can, as I said, you know, I didn't get married a virgin. Um, I came in and I, I had, um, a past I had some experience. And I can honestly say, and my husband and I have talked about this before, so, you know, this is not something I'm just sharing publicly that hasn't been discussed privately. but, you know, I, and and I'm sharing this because I feel like there are a lot of women who experience this. And I know that I know we have some men to listen to the podcast, but for the most part, um, most of our audience are women. And so I really want to address this because oftentimes, as wives, those of those of us who, were sexually active before marriage. We come in and we're like this totally different person. Pre-marriage baby, we were hanging off the chandeliers and you we couldn't find look, y'all, look, this this gonna get raw, y'all. We couldn't find our panties because it was just a wild night. And then we Dang come God. over into marriage and it's like now you're so uh, reserve. You're so, you're so Mm -hmm. chased. You're, you got your, your legs gripped so tightly. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, ma'am, who are you? Like now you have a license (laughs) to have Mm -hmm. sex. You were driving illegally before, and you were out here, you know, bending corners and, and, Mm -hmm. and zipping down the, the German raceway. But now that you have a license to drive, it's like, put the keys up, put the car in the garage. I'm not driving anymore. And it's like, what? where's the disconnect? What has happened here? And I, again, I, I was very guilty of that. And we had to work through some things. But I want you to speak to that, Sharita. Like, what do you think happens in that transition? Well, um, I think that a couple of things happen. But I think at the forefront is, that we associate, we still associate sex with a very secular view, right? And so we associate it with sin, even in our marriage, a lot of Christian or a lot of things that we do. So, you know, if you were sexually active before marriage, as I was, as me and Chris are gonna put it out, there, <laughs> no, no judgment here, but I think that if you do make that decision and that choice to say, hey, I'm going to be celibate now, I'm going to be saved or whatever the case may be, then you feel like you have to lock away that was a part of you before. And that includes your sexual being. And the reality is who you are as a sexual being is still who you are even once you get married. And now, as you stated, you do, you have the license to be able to do whatever it is that you feel comfortable doing as long as it's within, you know, what you and your partner feel comfortable doing. But I think it just goes along with this stereotype when it comes to like, as a woman of God or as a church woman or whatever the case may be, that we're not supposed to be doing certain things. And I just think that is a very distorted view of what the reality is. And if we talked more as Christians, um, or as religious people about, you know, even if you're non-denominational, whatever the case may be, um, I'm actually, the, the courses that I've taken in order to be certified as a sex therapist are at a Christian university called Richmond University, shout out to them, Sexual Wholeness Institute, and it is one of the only, um, Christian-based sexual therapy programs that is out there, um, and so, even though I was a little frustrated initially with God, I'm like this wasn't initially the school I wanted to go to for sex therapy. I think God is always on time and I think he is always doing exactly and aligning us exactly where we're supposed to be. I ended up here in Atlanta and that's where the school is. So um, I just, like I said, think it goes with that stereotype of what a Christian woman is supposed to be. And if we don't let go of, to be and really allow ourselves to be who we are then our relationship will suffer um i don't think that's even just in the sexual space that's just in in the overall healthy headspace. you have to be who you are and if you're not that person then eventually it will become overwhelming for you to try to be this person. If you're a freak at the end of the day you're trying to keep them legs gripped tight, baby, it's going to it's eventually yeah. seep out and we would rather it seep out into the marriage because what happens is it's like, oh, I can't be a freak like this with my husband. And it's like, now you're dipping into a whole nother territory yeah. because this is who you should be those things with. And I think that we just assume that you know, a man won't want a woman that is, so it's like, well, let me just put away and lock away those things that I knew, um, but we can't change our past and our experiences. And hopefully we have talked with our partner through those things and they know what they're getting. Uh, my new. Oh, he he knew it. he was working with her. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I felt like mine knew as well. And then, so then when I showed up with, with my imposter, he's like, who, who is this chick? Like, where is the one that I thought I was getting? <laughs> like, this isn't her. So yeah, I, that's really good. And you know, something you just said reminded me um, many years ago, I was actually at um, a marriage retreat through church. And like you said, there are some institutions who are very progressive. They they're having the conversation. So, um, shout out to, to the ones who are not afraid, who, who are courageous mm-hmm. enough to, to talk about these things. But I remember one of the pastors saying that when you, when you're in a sexless marriage, because the, the sexless marriages do exist, right? When you're in a sexless marriage, three things are bound to happen. And mm-hmm. that is, uh, adultery, mm-hmm. um, excessive masturbation. Mm-hmm. And an addiction to pornography, mm. and I was like, "Wow, that's so profound!" Because it's like at some point, somebody, <laughs> whether it's you or your mm-hmm. partner, is like, "Look, I'm gonna have to give. So, what do I need to do to satisfy these needs and these desires that I have?" And so, this is why, again, guys, this is why we're having this conversation because the enemy does not play fair y'all the enemy Mm -hmm. does not play fair and i i love to say that he when it comes to um intimacy intimacy and sex and those type of things within the marriage he literally hits below the belt okay Mm -hmm. i know we use that as a figurative term but when it comes to the intimacy of a marriage he literally comes for that thing because every time we connect uh, with our spouse that's why it's called making love you literally make you create a new level of love I remember um an older wiser woman she told me she was like let me tell you girl you want something from your husband you ask him right after sex because you have you have you have opened him up to <laughs> something new and you, you have his ear like and this it's, it's really a spiritual experience and I know that you know the the real deep religious people don't want to hear that but sex the way that god intended it intended it it is a sexual experience and mm-hmm. so uh it's like that 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 thing has been opened and it's like you have access mm-hmm. ask me that don't mean i could just go ask for you know a new laboratory. Labor. like wait, okay wait. it's yours but he might he might maybe not today baby but in the future i i got you i'm sticking a pen in that but i'm saying all that to say that the, the enemy is coming for that thing because mm-hmm. he knows how powerful it is. Yeah. Um, It's not just about you all connecting, but it's about when, when you, well, it's not just about you connecting, you know, in the bedroom, but it's about deepening that bond, solidifying mm-hmm. that connection because when those kingdom marriages are solidified, when they're strong, when they're firmly mm-hmm. rooted in Christ, like you, it, it be, things begin to shift but if he can break that thing down in the bedroom and in, in the yeah. kitchen if he can break it down in all the different ways then we're no longer we, we no longer have the power and the authority that we have together what does it say yeah. a, a three-core strand is not easily broken together two are better than one so together we can do more and and i and again i, I didn't mean to get on here and start preaching but y'all know it's like when the enemy comes for the for the marriage He's not just coming for you and your husband. He's coming for your family. He's coming for your community. Mm-hmm. If he can break down the family structure, then he can break down the community structure. Mm-hmm. If he can move the, the husband out of the home, then the community mm-hmm. structure begins to break down. Y'all, so this is not just about getting in the bed and, 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 and intermingling and, and having good sex. This goes beyond that. This is deeper. That's just another tactic of how he begins to break these marriages down. All right. So with that, (laughs) and definitely, yes, definitely a tactic. And I agree 100% with everything you said all the way down to, you know, it's not just about having the great sex, but there's only so many things that can happen if you're in a marriage that is not sexual or at least intimate, right? Because like I said, I push intimacy a lot. For those people who, you know, I've worked with clients who've had erectile dysfunction or, you know, have gone through chemo and aren't, you know, or menopause, you know, so there are a lot of things that come into play. Well, hey, maybe I'm not able to have, you know, penetrative sex the way that I used to or whatever the case may be, but there's still a level of intimacy and a bond that is shared when you are with your spouse and you are connected to them on a deeper level and i think that that's a lot of times what the devil is coming for is this deeper connection because the reality is yes we are a christian podcast and i get that but the reality is technically we can have sex with anybody Mm -hmm. In, in, in in that's just the way our bodies are made. We can have sex with anybody. That's not the way it's designed to be. But sex is one thing. But what you describe, like you said, making love and actually being attached to a person is something Something that is totally different and so when you don't have any sort of attachment to somebody that you are legally bound to but you don't feel sexually bound to or you don't feel emotionally or spiritually or any of these other things then that relationship will start to falter and people will look outside even if they don't find another person as you stated they will get their needs met whether that is masturbation whether that's pornography whether that's somebody else whatever that looks like somebody still has the desires so Mm -hmm. you have to recognize that even though you may not feel like it or you may not want to or it may not be a great day just like we have to push through a workout sometimes you have to say you know what i didn't feel to- like it but this is what i, I gotta have- do this is what i have to do <laughs> because much like a workout once you've done it if it's done correctly you're like okay it's that was amazing right, amazing, right? <laughs> it's like what's it then i'm in it i'm good right it's no such thing as a bad workout it's like it may not have been as intense as it always is but at the end of it i'm so happy i did it i'm so happy that i was able to do this for my partner and so i think that a lot of times we do expect for sex to be something that we just desire for our whole lives and there are different levels right when we're younger it's a whole model. And I don't want to get too, you know, technical, but it's a whole model about, you know, responsive sex. That's like when we're young and our bodies are full of hormones and, you know, puberty and all these things, And somebody could just look at you or kiss you on your ear. You just, oh my God, you know, and it's like all of these emotions and it's like response. I immediately can just Uh-uh. become you know attractive life happens, and we have children and our bodies change, and things like that. We have to recognize that we have to work much harder. We have to be intentional, especially as women. We don't understand the um genetic makeup sometimes when it comes to sex. So as a woman, we are only able to have children for so long, so a lot of times after that point, our body is not producing estrogen or is not producing even the you know velocity of our womanhood in the same way a man can have a baby till the day he dies right he can produce sperm until he died so when we're looking at just the dire proportion of it women we may not desire it as long as a man but that doesn't mean that you don't have to be intentional about still so pleasing your spouse so I know we kind of went off. That's good. You better come on here with the science of the matter. Okay. That's why, look, listen, y'all, this is what we do down at the winter circle. We don't <laughs> just talk, you know, God wants you to win in every area of your life. And so this is why we're having this conversation. Um, I want to go back. Cause you know, you, you, you keep using this intimacy word. What mm-hmm. are some ways that we can deepen that intimacy? Give us some tangible things. Yes. So I am a huge fan of, I'm a huge fan of cuddling personally. You know, like it, it, when when I want to, And when she says she's a huge fan of cuddling, you. hold on, let me tell you something. But pause. No, because I was about to get this. Okay, okay go, ahead, I, go, ahead, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me be clear. When I feel like <laughs> because I am not, I was about to actually say I am not the most physical. Like clingy, touchy, filly person. My husband will tell you that. So sometimes he will come and want to hug me. And I just have to, I've learned to just stop and let him hug me or hug him back. Like I just allowed that to happen because I'm always, like, oh, always, no, not right now. I need to do something else. I need to do something else. But I've learned that physical touch is one of his love languages in terms of, he does like to just give me a kiss or Lay with me on the couch, or you know, hug me or whatever. So I have learned to grow in that. Right? Um, I do like a good shower together, depending on how your shower is built. You gotta have, you can't have a selfish partner when you take showers together, honey, because you be in there cold. Okay. <laughs> you so a bath, a shower, but you have to make sure that it works for both of you guys. Um, <clears throat> I think a good game i like games um i have different several different card game where you just kind of pick questions and you dig deep into you know what would you tell yourself 10 years ago and that may not sound like an intimate thing but it is right yeah, it's, when it's connecting it's it's learning it's more about it's, each other exactly it's the learning more um i would say even you know we're we are uh a society of shows. So even something as small as like, hey, this is our show. And no, I can't watch that without my husband, you know. Yeah, yes, those again. are the best. That's, that's just a small thing, but that is it's, it's an intimate thing between you and your husband that you guys have agreed to, right? Like this is our show, this is our time and you probably will lay on the couch with each other or in the bed or whatever that looks like. And that is something that you can do. I think the lost form of kissing, I think that we definitely, you know, me and my cousin both, God gave us these very beautiful voluptuous lips. (laughs) you know, God gave us these lips for a reason. And I think that we get lost in just the act of having sex and we get lost in the hugs and the kisses and the caresses, the back rubs, the massages, the feet rubs, because truth is maybe I I haven't been in the mood for the last maybe week or whatever the case may be but that doesn't mean that I can't still you know that I would not benefit physical touch is a very healing property right like if somebody can just give us a hug or caress our back I remember reading an article about like it was people who really literally do this they are cuddlers for a living like and people call them and they come lay with them nothing sexual but there's something about feeling safe and feeling protected and feeling warm when you have somebody that you know that you can you know depend on um pillow talk huge that is a huge space exactly. of intimacy for yeah. you to be able to you know have those conversations with your partner when the outside world does not present with you. It's just you and that person and you're really things that are important to you, talking about the things that you want to, you know, see happen. Um, <clears throat> And it also opens up a space to be able to talk to your partner about what you need, what you want and you desire. Um, Communication, I talk about, so I have a workshop coming up. So I might as well just throw that out there, but we'll be talking about Communication versus communication. So that's COM versus CUM, right? And so communication starts with being able to talk to your partner about what it is that you want, need, and desire in order for them to be able to give you what your body needs for that communication, CUM, right? And we get nervous. Well, I don't want to say they're doing it wrong. I don't want to say this or that. And it's so important for somebody to know. What your needs are, because if they're if they're missing the mark, then you're gonna start looking for somebody mm-hmm. to hit the mark. Mm-hmm. Versus telling the person that you're with, hey, this is you don't know this. I love the couples that come to me that don't know because it's a whole exploratory thing that we do. We we figure out new positions, we figure out <clears throat> new tactics, techniques, how to initiate, role plan all of these things that you may not have discover that you liked already, but I think that you have to be able to open your, because if you don't, then that's where the devil comes in. Like, oh, well, they don't like, my partner doesn't like having sex with me. They're not having an orgasm or whatever the case may be. And it starts to plant those little seeds. And that's when you start rolling into that sexless marriage. Cause it's like, well, I don't really want to do it because it's not you know, I'm not getting, I'm not benefiting from it, but you're not telling that person how to do what it is that you need to be done. So that's um, good. That's good. That's good. So um, do you think this, this is just a side question that came up. Like, what do you think? I know some people don't think it's sexy to, to like schedule sex. What are your thoughts on that? They're wrong. (laughs) So, well, let me say this. Let me not say they're wrong. Let me say you can't judge anybody else. And for some people, it's necessary. So let me say that. Depending on, you know, you have three kids. Yes, you have one that's older now. But, you know, when you're talking about navigating and maneuvering life around, you know, after school schedules and church and, you know, school and work and all of these things, then you have to be intentional about what that looks like. So, What I like to tell people is that you can make a loose schedule, right? So maybe you don't say we have sex on Mondays at 9.30 p.m. As soon as the kids go down or whatever the case may be. And on Thursdays, but you may say, okay, well, we've recognized that twice a week is what we like. So then just schedule twice a week. It doesn't have to be that it's Tuesday at 2 p.m. on our lunch break. You know, that's what I feel like people get really nervous about is the scheduled out piece. But what I found is that when people are intentional about making it a priority, mm-hmm. then it's easier for it to happen. Yeah. So you may yeah. say, okay, yeah, we're we gonna do it next week, we're gonna do it, oh, the week got away from we're gonna do next week, gonna do next week. And it's like, okay, well now it's been a month and we have not made this a priority. Mm-hmm. And so I need to say to myself, let me be realistic. Mm, our week is crazy i have some couples who are like them kids don't get home from practice to down we still doing homework and you know all of these things so then we need to have sex on the weekend that needs to be our two days. we just being realistic that during the week is just not a good look for us we have a kid who comes and sleep with us uh, uh, somebody else who you know working night that and kid work- out the bed no. <laughs> oh, oh i have a huge a huge whole model about putting them kids out the bed, but um, necessary. Absolutely. You can't have those kids in the bed. Somebody but, needs to hear that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Put those kids out the bed. I don't care what they said. Put them kids out the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Because once again, how can you pillow talk? How can you be sexy? How can you even do something spontaneous if you wanted to? If you have a a 5 or 6 year old laying in between you. Right, you know, literally. Right. So it really does disconnect you from your partner when you have your child in the bed, especially on a nightly basis, right? Like some people really let their kids sleep with them and it's just not healthy for the children or for you because now the child is going to expect that somebody is going to be sleeping with them every night and that's going to become a void, right? Mm-hmm. Once you put them out of that bed, if you wait until, and I honestly know somebody who waited till 12, 13 years old, it's like now they want to sleep with somebody at night, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that that's, I know that's the tangent, but I think that it's very important to recognize that at different points in your life, what worked for you or served you in one season may not serve you in another. So yeah, that's it. that's it. When you were a newlywed or before you had kids or you only had one kid or whatever, y'all could just get it in whatever, and it was great. And you didn't have to schedule it. no spontaneous. It was so passionate and sexy. Great. Perfect. Love it. However, that's not it your life change. Anymore. Yes. <laughs> and so if we need to say, Hey, let's be intentional about, it's no different than scheduling a date night or scheduling right. anything else. It's something. The scheduling, and if you want to just, this is just a small trick that I do. If you don't want to say scheduling, just say be intentional. Let's be intentional about it. Let's prioritize it. Sometimes it's just the negative connotation that comes with words. Mm -hmm. use like, oh, I don't want to schedule it. Okay, but let's be very intentional about our sex life. And so what do we know about each other? That I prefer sex in the morning. Okay, you are more get me, get me off or I go to work kind of girl. And he more of a put me down to sleep at night kind of guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what does that marry? We have to be, we have to be very transparent about all the things. Like yeah. I'm a put me down to sleep kind of girl. Like I particularly morning sex is cool. Like on the weekend when I could go back to sleep, but I don't like to be productive after sex. I want to bask in it. I want to glow. I want to lay. I wanna, you know. I wanna know. Home. <laughs> <laughs> get up and be productive like i want to go to sleep so uh but we have to meet in the middle somewhere it may not always align that way so good good i appreciate that all right so one last question i just Mm want to know because you are a professional couples who may be listening or maybe just one partner listening and they're like man you know she really speaking to me this this game is for me today When do you say it's time to seek out someone like you? When is it time to bring in a professional? Um, I would say it's bringing a professional when you have at least attempted to have the conversation or know enough about yourself that you are uncomfortable with the conversation, right? Because a lot of times people will say, well, we never really talked about it before because we didn't know what to say. And that's okay. We have some people who are very vocal, who are like, we try everything under the sun and it's not working. Great. Come see me. Come see a professional. However, some people just need somebody to feel comfortable having that conversation with, because I don't know how to initiate, or I was taught as a Christian girl, not to, you know, I I, I may not be able to say to my husband, Hey, I want to have sex tonight. And so even though you want to have sex tonight, you just, if he's not initiating, you just doing your own thing <laughs> on the side because it's like, okay, well, let me get my toy or whatever you are using. Um, So I just think that you have to know yourself and your relationship to know when it's only say after you've tried everything because some people just don't even know how to start that conversation so if you're uncomfortable having that conversation and think that you can benefit from an outside party to make you more comfortable or help you with a little of your inhibitions or whatever the case may be um but don't dismiss your partner's feelings or your own so a lot of times it's kind of like, yeah, I know he want to have sex. I know she wants this, but I just, I can't, you know, once you, once you start getting into the habit of just dismissing their needs and wants on a consistent basis, then you need to sit down and carve out time to talk about that. And even if that is with a counselor or professional. So. Good, good. I Listen, Sharita, you have brought all the good, good game. Any, any last, game you want to share before we get i got a few fun things i want us to run through but any last game you want to share before we go to the fun stuff um i would just say don't be afraid to try new things that we get very comfortable and consistent and what we're accustomed to but if you're gonna be married to somebody forever (laughs) we take this oath you know to death do us part then you have to go back to what I said before. What serves you in one season of your life may not serve you in another season. And so who I am as a sexual being at 30, at 40, at 50, at 60, at 70, they're all going to look different. So just don't be so stuck in your ways that you aren't open to trying new things as long as it's not something that is going to hurt you or harm you, right? Um, And I will also say, Make it a priority. Make intimacy a priority. If you can't make penetrative sex a priority, there are other means of sex oral sex, cuddling, tantric sex, look in each other's eyes. Like, you know, I, I really want to speak also, like I said, to the people who may not be able to perform the way that they used to, you know, whether that's they're on, you know, diabetes medication that runs rampant in our community has a huge bearing on a man's erectile dysfunction so they may not be able to perform the way that they used to or you know these knees ain't quite me and they ain't mega knees I can't get on these knees (laughs) like I used to you know I can't ride that thing like I used to so being able to recognize that I can still have a connection and be intimate with my partner even if it's non-penetrative and that's okay too. That's good. That's good. Um, so I heard you mention earlier, you have this uh, workshop coming up, communication versus communication. Tell us a little bit about that. Anything else you have going on and how the winners can connect with you? Yes. So June 24th here in well, it'll be in Stone Mountain, Georgia. I will be having a same bed, different heads. Couples Workshop will be um, one of the names of it. Um, And that is going to be for couples to come out to have interactive workshops. It'll have a catered lunch. It will have me for six whole hours. So we will talk about, it'll be two parts. That's going to be communication and intimacy. So we'll start with the communication, the first type of communication, and then we'll slide our way into that next part of communication, which is the intimacy, the C-U-M. And so I really want to, take this show on the road. I'm speaking and believing that me and- to oh, Chicago. Real, real briefly that, you know, in October, I'm coming for you, Chicago. I need y'all to show up and show out because this is definitely something that anybody can benefit from. You're not always, you don't always need to necessarily go to couples counseling. You just may need a refresher. And that's what this is. This may be some new for you and your partners to take with you because I think that we- automatically think we have to be in a bad place sometimes when it comes to therapy or workshop couples this and that and it's like no i love to see my people in a good place i don't want anybody storming out of my retreat yelling and cursing each other out because that's not the place for this this is for my couples who just want to You know relax relate release you know this is not for like healing or infidelity or none of that so we have a different space for that but this is for my couples who are like you know i just we've been married or we just got married and i just want some new tips on communication and intimacy and activities that i could do with my my partner so it definitely has it's a very interactive workshop i am. I am not just a PowerPoint kind of girl, if you cannot tell. So, yes, I will have all of that, but it will be you guys putting in some work together, um, good food, good music, all of that. So, Atlanta, surrounding areas, definitely come out June 24th. Um, You can find my flyers and different things on at Relatable Rita. That is what I am on all platforms. So, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, it's at Relatable Rita, book me for any speaking engagements you would like. Come on, churches. I know y'all listening. We talked about those marriage ministries. Come on and fly me out for that retreat y'all having so I can talk, <laughs> talk to your people. So um, yeah, that's where you can find me and that's what I have um, coming up. I also have Black Marriage Bootcamp. I don't want to leave them out. That is, it actually, Black Marriage Club has eight, um different locations throughout this country. And I know Chicago is one of them, the DMV, Houston, Atlanta, LA. I can't think of the others, but if you have not joined that, I think that is also a very positive space to connect with like-minded black, happily married couples. And um, to just build a community around what we have going on. I love it. I love it. Listen, y'all get at my cousin okay look shameless plug she's dope you already got a a dose of her so make sure you follow her that that um conference sounds amazing um and i'll be looking forward to the chicago leg of the tour all right so real quick we do something it's been a while so the winners probably don't even remember what we do but we have this rapid fire round i'm just going to give you a this or that give me Mm -hmm. your knee jerk reaction all right, so I feel like I already know most of these, but <laughs> we're gonna see where I land. All right, movies or music? Music, absolutely. I knew it. Early bird or night owl? I feel like you already answered that. Night owl. We heard you earlier. You you don't want that early morning sex. We heard it. Um, Australia or Europe? Australia. I. Yeah. Take me to see some koalas in a beach. Yes, yes. Waffles or pancakes? Mm. I go with a good pancake. I figured. But you know, it's something about the dimensions of the waffle. Waffles are layered. You know, <laughs> the syrup and the butter get down in that thing sometimes. So That was why it took me a minute to answer that. One. Well, you know, it's so interesting. I did not know that so many people And I know it's a lot of people listening who are going to be able to relate to this. I didn't realize that so many people like one or the other. And they're like, like they eat waffles and they don't like pancakes. I'm like, but it's the same batter. I don't get it. Yeah, I like them both. I like them both. It's just to me, sometimes the waffle, you know, like I said, that syrup and that butter get down in that thing. But it's it's harder to me to mess up a pancake than it is a waffle. I've had bad waffles. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, housekeeping or or chef? Chef, <laughs> we'll cook. I right, I look. I'm probably going with the housekeeper, clean up for me. All right. So lastly, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh wait, wait, wait. Are oh, you asking me what I want? I thought you were saying what am I? Yes. What do you want? Oh, Oh, I want a housekeeper for sure. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I misunderstood that one. I wanted house. Oh, but you <laughs> are the chef. I am, I will cook before and I And that's cook. why you need the housekeeper. I exactly. Gotta, exactly, and that's who I am. I, I cook, I will get in that kitchen and throw down, but somebody got to clean up. I don't yeah, want to clean, clean it up, clean it up. All right, <laughs> so lastly, we got our book of 2000 questions. I need you to give me any number, one through 2000, and that question is yours. All right. 11, 12, my birthday. 11, 12, her birthday. 11, 12, her birthday. One, two. <laughs> if ketchup wasn't available, what would you like to dip your fries in? Barbecue sauce and ranch. <laughs> oh, like mixed together. Yes. Okay, you you might need to bottle that up and sell it. Listen, it's a good combo: barbecue sauce and ranch. All right, sounds good to me. All right, you guys. Well, oh well, it's mouth sauce available. Now nah, I probably will go with. Well, you know, mouth sauce for all my it's Chicago people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mouth sauce mild sauce is definitely an option. That's probably option number two. <laughs> and then, then we can go to the barbecue sauce. Yeah. All right, winners. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I pray that you have been blessed as mm-hmm. much as I have and, and entertained and laughed and, and took some notes. I, I hope you got some notes to go home mm-hmm. and apply and, and really put these things to action because I do um, believe that Sharita has just dropped so much good game and, and, and God, like I said, he wants you to win. He wants you to win at marriage. He wants you to Mm -hmm. win at this thing called life. He wants you and your partner to really be able to uphold those vows. And you can't, if that intimacy piece is, is really lacking. So we want to level up in every area of our lives. And so this is why I brought her on. I pray that everything that she has said um has some way um been something that you can take and and use and apply and and remember we don't hoard this good game we share it so if you know this has been beneficial to you ladies share this with your girlfriends you know you you know your sisters who call Mm -hmm. you like girl i'm we struggling over here (laughs) share this podcast with her so that she can be helped as well all right Listen, that's all the good game we got for you today. Sharita, I thank you for coming down to the winner circle. This has been amazing. We look forward Mm -hmm. to all the great things that you have coming down to the pipeline. Until next time, it's your girl, Kristen R. Harris, and we're out. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of God Put Me Up On Game. I pray that something was said that set you up to win at this thing called life. Remember, this game is to be told, so don't keep it to yourself. We'll be back here next week, but in the meantime, you can come find us on all social media channels at God Put Me Up On Game. We would love to connect with you. See you later, winners.